if you'd like to just stand up and just lift your arms, lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you. We love you. We lift our hands to you, Jesus. We say that you are the best, the very, very best. And we thank you, Lord, that you live in us. You live through us. You live with us. You pour through us like a river, Father. Streams of living water, Father. Fountains indeed, Lord. You've said fountains, Lord. Not only streams, not only rivers, but fountains of living water. Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that as we lift our hands, Lord, it's as though living waters are flowing out of us, Jesus. Flowing in and flowing out. And Father, wherever we go, Lord, we're full of your life, full of your goodness. Oh, we thank you so much, Jesus. You're so wonderful to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just give him a kiss. Give him a kiss. Come on, give Jesus a kiss. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how much you love him. Thank you, Father. You're so wonderful, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. Okay, well, last week I was away. I was down south somewhere in Walthamstow or somewhere like that. It was very nice. Didn't see much of it, but we had a great time, wonderful time. Um, Various people from different parts of the world. It was wonderful. Um, And I, I... I'm just going to share a little bit. I'm going to take you on a journey, a little bit of a journey. You know me, I like taking you on a journey. Hopefully you won't need your helmets today. Um, We'll see. (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to take you on a bit of a journey, so just hold on. But just to say, before I forget, I have a friend who's called Anna Breeze, and she is an ex-BBC ITV journalist. Uh, and there's a book at the back. I bought a few extra copies. If anyone wants to buy that book, uh, to you it's five pounds, all right? It cost me a little bit more, but to you it's five pounds. Um, and you can read her story. It's very, very interesting. <coughs> very interesting. Uh, and there's lots of, uh, lots of stories, personal stories of her own. She's a mum of... A single mum with three children. She lives in Wales. And it's her story from about 2019 through to today. So it's very interesting. Very interesting. Worth a read. So anyway. um, So last week, as we were all praising and worshipping and having a wonderful time, I was actually probably on the floor laughing. Uh, We got a word. And this was the word. For I say unto you, a day of travail is coming upon the earth. There will be weeping, crying, and many broken hearts. As truth begins to flow like a river. It will be as in the day of Rachel when she gave birth to bring forth the son of the morning, the son of my joy and delight. There will be loss, and even now they come for gain. She grieved and called it her night of pain, but it was a night that gave birth to a new day, a new promise. And out of death came forth life. So it shall be in these days at hand. Do not be alarmed, for I am in it all. I have wrapped you in my cloak, and there will be a voice which will lead you and bring you into new assignments that come quickly. For it is already decreed and all is accomplished. All that I require is that you hear me, I am with you. I thought it was very interesting. So I looked at, uh, I looked at Genesis 35, which is about Rachel. I thought this morning was interesting as well because I heard all the names, or some of the names that I'm going to speak about this morning just 
in our conversation, which I thought was interesting. Rachel was mentioned, of course. Um, Genesis 35. Let's just have a look at that. And we've, we've looked at this before, but 16 to 19 in Genesis 35, it says, Then they journeyed from Bethel, and when there, when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she had hard labor. Now it came to pass, when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son also. And so it was, as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. His father called him Benjamin. And Benjamin, of course, means the son of my right hand. So it was like as she went through this incredibly difficult birth, this time when she was giving birth to new life, which is what this time is. There's a time right now on the face of the earth that we are giving birth to new life everywhere. New things coming everywhere. But it's a very hard labor. It's a very difficult labor. But we know that life comes out of death. Life comes out of death. And of course, her, her pain was so much, her sorrow was so much, her grief was so much, that when, when, when she brought forth this son, she called him Ben-Oni, the, the son of my sorrow, the son of, son, son of my grief. But really, the father had a different opinion. The father had a different thought. The father called this little one the son of my right hand. The son of my right hand was being born into the face of the earth and being made known. So really, her sorrow was renamed. Her sorrow was renamed. And perhaps, wherever you are, whatever is going on, that there's a time where you must rename your sorrow and your grief and your weeping. There'll come a time where it is renamed. It's given a new name. Because... We identify with pain, we identify with grief, we identify with all those things. But actually the father says, look, this is a time when we are giving birth. And we are giving birth to new things, beautiful things. And actually the birthing of my son in your hearts and the arising of you as sons is a whole new moment on the earth. This is a new era. This is not revival as you used to know it. This is not the, the Holy Spirit coming and doing something externally. This is you being raised up as the sons and daughters of the Most High God. That's what it is. The son of my right hand is being born in you right now. Really. If you just put your, foot, put your hands there, you'll feel him kicking. And boy, does he want to get out. Huh? Holy Spirit just wants to move out of you, all over you, in you, claiming everything, everything, every strand of DNA which we're going to talk about. He wants to claim it all. But perhaps it's important that you rename your grief. You rename your times of sorrow. I know it is for me. I have to rename those times. With something beautiful. Huh? What does the father say about that time? What does the father, if you ask him right now, father, that time of grief, that time of pain, that time of sorrow that I've been through, that which, I, which I'm carrying, what do you want to rename it? How do you see it? What is being birthed out of it? 
ask him. Hmm? In fact, let's do it right now. Let's ask him right now. Father, right now, Lord, we're asking right now, Lord. Those times of weeping, that time of grief, Lord. The sorrows that we have felt, Father. Lord, we've called it one thing. But we are asking, Holy Spirit, enlighten us. Enlighten us. Show us. Let us hear what you see. Your opinion, Father. What you call into being. We say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Right now in our hearts, Lord, we say, yes, Lord. Please, Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We're awake in our hearts. In our spirit, Lord, we reach out in our hearts. And we take a hold of it, Father, right now. Right now, Father, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Renaming our sorrow in the light of eternity. Beautiful. But his father called him Benjamin. When the father speaks, identity comes. You understand me? When the father speaks, identity comes to you. Security, significance, self-esteem. When he speaks, these things are formed on the inside of you. And of course, the truth is that he spoke. You see, what, what we've done is we've gone, oh, we need a word. Listen to me. The word, the word of the Father is inside you already. The word of the Father is inside you. Yes, this is the word. But listen, this is just written words on a page. This only confirms what is already spoken into your heart from before you ever got here. It's inside you. It is fizzing on the inside of you. His word is fizzing and buzzing and moving on the inside of you already. When you read this, you are reading your life story. This is just a confirmation, just an affirmation of what you already know in your spirit. This is to help your mind find out what your spirit already knows. This is to help renew and transform this mind which wants to fight against it. It has a battle against it. But in your spirit you know you are a born again son, daughter of the most high king. You know it. Inside you. It is buzzing already. It's just that you've got to discover what God already knows. That's beautiful, isn't it? But his father called him Benjamin. So the father speaks, significance, security, self-esteem, all begins to flow inside. It's an inside thing. And after this, then the son of God that you are, a little less just to make you feel better, you're not the big S, you're just a little S, but you're still a son of God. You are still a son of God. Even the ladies are sons of God. Isn't it beautiful? The firstborn. You are like the firstborn. The way that Jesus is, is the way that the Father sees you. Everything that Jesus has is everything that you have. Everything. You are co-heirs with him. You are a co-heir. Just think about that. Everything that he has, he gives it all to you. He's already given it to you. It's yours. Oof, do you live like it's yours? Are you enjoying it like it's yours? Or do you, look at, do you look at everything and go, oh, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure I can do that. I'm not sure I can do, go there. I'm not sure I've got that. I'm not sure. Blah, 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 blah. Huh? Sons of God is what you are. All creation, listen to me, right now, all creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. I want to tell you, I've walked down the canal and the flowers lift up their heads when I walk down the canal. I'm not kidding. I can see them do it. The trees move back and go, whoa, who is this? I have had volcanoes go off. 
when I went into a place. Really. We've seen it. I've seen it. Because all creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. And God is waiting for you to discover what he already knows about you. God's waiting for you. Stop waiting for him. Don't wait any longer, kiddos. No longer earthbound, but heavenbound. Do you understand me? It doesn't mean to say that I don't understand the realities of the earth. It doesn't mean to say that I don't know what's going on. No, I know what's going on more than most people. I know what's happening in the earth. I can see it. I know it because she shows me it. So I see it. So I see what's going on in the earth, but I'm not earthbound. I'm heavenbound. My heart is going heavenwards all the time. My heart is where my life comes from. As a man and a woman thinks in their hearts, so they are. Not in the minds, but in the hearts. Are you thinking out of your heart or are you thinking in your mind? Does everything get trapped in your reason, in your opinion, in your thoughts? Because I want to tell you this thing is so slow. It is so slow. But this is so quick. The Spirit of God on the inside just alive alive oh boy you know what a lot of people i know there's lots of people think you know it's armageddon it's the end oh man we're coming to the end we're coming to the end i want to tell you what armageddon is armageddon is a plane in 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 megiddo it's a plane it's just a, a valley armageddon is the place that heaven meets earth. Armageddon is really the place where the, the mind, the carnal mind, meets the heavenly. It's a battle between this, if it's unrenewed and untransformed, and heaven. That's what it is. You understand me? If there's ever going to be an Armageddon, it's because the mind was not renewed. It's because the mind is acting carnally. You understand me? If there's ever going to be a war, it's because of that. It comes from a different place. So you've got to begin to ask yourself, where am I? Am I living out of this heart and this spirit? And is this mind being transformed and renewed? Where, where is this? Where is it? Perhaps at this moment in history, we are experiencing a war of the minds. Conflict between mind and spirit. Hmm? Maybe that's what's going on. I just put here, of course the earthly bound mindset will eventually cause a conflict because it fights for its right to live. It fights for its right to live. But depending on how much we see our responses and, our, and uh, uh, depending on how much we see and our response to what we're seeing, we can change anything. Anything that we want, we can change it. There's nothing that cannot be changed. Honestly. Impossible is I'm possible. I am possible. I can do anything. Now think about this. For the, for the children of God, it's a little bit like, and we heard about Samuel this morning, it's a little bit, little bit, about, little bit like little Samuel. You remember little Samuel? You know, we'd, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, a little bit like that. Now, you know that he was born of a lady called Hannah. And he was, a, he was an answer to prayer. And she gave Hannah to the Lord. It says she loaned him to the Lord. In other words, she gave him over to the Lord. And when he is going to be dedicated to the Lord all his life, and she took him to the temple. And you remember that he was then brought up by the high priest who was called Eli. 
Eli had a few problems in his life. There were a few things going on for him. He had some sons that were disobedient and doing all sorts of things. But nonetheless, he was a high priest. And she laid Samuel in his arms and said, you bring him up. And we know that he lived in the temple from an early age. That's what we know. And we know that he actually used to sleep in the innermost part of the temple where the lamp of God was. He used to sleep there. But it says of those days that Eli's eyes had grown dim. And so too had the lamps, the lamps in the temple were not lit anymore. So they weren't seeing very well. But one night, and we don't know what, how, how old he is, but one night he's laid down. He goes, he goes to bed as normal, sleeps as normal, and then he hears the voice of the father. Doesn't he? He hears the voice of the father. This is the first time that he's heard the voice of the father. Oh, yes, he's had an earthly father, and he's had a spiritual father, but this is the first time that he hears the voice of his heavenly father. And three times we understand that it took place. And on, 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 the, on the second time, I think it's Samuel goes, you can read it all in 1 Samuel 3. He goes to, to Eli and he says, you called me. And Eli said, no. And he goes again, he says, you called me. Eli says, no. Then Eli realizes it's the father speaking to Samuel. And he says, next time, say to him, here I am, Lord, speak. You remember that? What was it that happened with Samuel? What was it? Well, it was that this, he came to this place in his life where he'd been raised up by a father. He had his natural father. He'd been trained, equipped, he'd been helped, he'd been supported, he'd been cared for. But he himself had not yet heard the father's voice. And when you hear the father's voice, on the inside, something happens. Because when you hear the father's voice, you immediately have identity within you. Because now it's Father God that speaks what you have known in your mind, what you've seen with your eyes, what you've read on the scrolls, it's now Father God that speaks that on the inside. Do you understand me? And when that happens, life flows. When that happens, life flows. And I realized that there was two things, and I, I, I may have said this to, 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 to some of you, but I don't think I've said it to the house, and I don't think I've said it to all the other houses. But if I am a father, I want to tell you, that my job, job, is to release you to know the Father. Not to follow me all your life. You will know me all your life, hopefully. We will have the pleasure of walking together. But actually, there was a moment where Samuel was given over. And there was a moment where the Father in heaven called forth his son he called him forth and i believe that right now in this time the father is calling all his sons and daughters forth all those who have been sat listening for years and years all those who have heard the word who know the word who have been there and done this and done all the rest right now there is a clarion call a trumpet call from heaven. And it's the Father himself going, now is the time that not only can you hear me, but you can know me, you can dance with me, you can kiss me, you can talk to me, you can talk to me like you've talked to an earthly father, you've talked to a spiritual father, you can talk to me, you can kiss me and know me in even greater ways than that. So I want to tell you, I am releasing you to the Father. Just, I've, I've done it all my life, but I want to do it, I want to do it publicly. I want to say that I'm releasing you all, every household that knows me, I am releasing you all to know the Father 
in new ways, in beautiful new ways. Amen? I'm just saying it. I want you to know you're released and how glorious it is. You've always been released. I don't own you. You don't belong to me. You understand me? You, you're the fathers. You're the sons. You're the Holy Ghost. That's who you belong to. My job is just to help you, to support you, to bless you, to do all those things that I've been doing for so many years. But this is why I say, released to the Father and called forth by the Father. So come on, let's just pray together right now, okay? I want you to reach out in your heart to the Father. Father, we want to thank you so much for your incredible love to us, Father. Not only here, Lord, as we sit in this house, but Lord, in all the other places that are watching. Father, we want to thank you, Father, that we are your children. Each and every one of us, Jesus. We don't belong to one another, but we belong to you. We are yours, all yours, Father. And Lord, we are released to know you. To know you more deeply, Lord. To love you more. Father, to dance with you and to kiss you. And to tell you how much we love you. And for you to do the same, Father. And right now, Holy Spirit, we ask right now that you would fill us not only with the Father's love, not only with his peace, with all his goodness, but Lord, that we would begin to see and hear in whole new dimensions, Father. We're asking it in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you that you hear our prayers, Lord. Our hearts reach out, our spirit reaches out to you, Jesus. And we say, yes, 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 Lord. Yes, Father, yes, Father. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. So, and it's not just, it's not just now, is it? It's not just me. It's you as well. You are fathers and mothers. Fathers and mothers of spiritual children. Fathers and mothers of natural children. And your job, as it were, is to release them into the Father's heart. They're already in the Father's heart, but you release them. You release them, you give them up to Jesus. They are not yours. Your family is a beautiful family. This family is a beautiful family. But it is not for my pleasure in the sense that I'm just going to enjoy you and you're going to be trapped and with me all this time. No, no, I'm releasing you. I release you to the purpose, to the destiny of God. All my natural children, all my spiritual children. Beautiful. Thank you, Lord. That's what Jesus did, you see, when they were sat round. When those people were sat round him. And his family came and they went, Jesus, Jesus, we want you. You come to us. Jesus went, hey. I'm where I should be. This is where the Father put me. If you want to be with me, then that's fine. But I'm just with the Father. Do you understand me? He didn't, he didn't go, oh, I'm, I'm going to run back and be with them. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. No, he didn't do that. I'm going there because they're there. No. He went, Father, wherever you are, that's where I am. Wherever you go, that's where I go. Beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Do you remember Mary? Mary. This, this is what's going on right now. Mary had been, I, I think that Mary was the closest one to Jesus. I think she knew Jesus probably more than any other disciple. I really believe that. There was something about Mary. She just understood. She anointed him. She understood that he was giving his life away and she came with her oil and she anointed him. And, and he said, she's anointed me unto my death. And it, he said, it'll be known all over the world. It'll be proclaimed all over the world what this woman has done. Because she knew when she looked at him 
that he was giving everything away. She knew it, and she was receiving it all. She loved him with a whole heart. She loved him like she had not loved any other man. She loved him in such an incredible way. And of course, when he died and was crucified and was put in the, put in the grave, in the tomb, she went along, didn't she? She went along. She was there, peering into death, peering into darkness, peering into darkness. You remember, it might, be, it might be a little bit like people, some people feel right now, they're peering into darkness. It's just dark. Yeah, but it's okay because something has happened already. There is light everywhere. There's light everywhere. But in order to see it, you have to come to the reality of what is going on in your own life. There has to be a reality. And when you've seen reality, somehow the light comes and kisses you. And that's what happened. Jesus was raised from the dead and he came and he spoke to her. Do you remember that? And she wanted to run to him and cling him and cling to him. And he said, do not cling to me. Do not cling to me because I've got to ascend to the Father. You see, something had happened. There was a dimension that came alive that she'd never known before. She was still seeing him in the way or still feeling and moving in the way that she'd known him from earlier. But Jesus went, no, no. This is holy, a different time right now. You're not losing anything, Mary. Nothing's been taken away. Nothing's been lost in our relationship. Everything that we have had together, everything we've done together, every, everything that you have seen, none of it is lost. It's all still captured in our hearts. We've still got it. It's all there. But listen, Mary, it's beyond anything that you've ever seen before. It's beyond anything that you understood. I'm going to take you a place that you've never been before. There's going to be things that happen that you have never seen before. Huh? That's what he was saying. He said, don't cling to me because just like I said, I'm going to the Father. Your God and my God, your King and my King, I'm going to go to him. You go to the disciples and tell them because we're going to go into a new dimension. Huh? She lost nothing. Nothing was lost. Absolutely everything was still there, but Jesus was going, come on, come on, we're going to ascend to a different place. We're going to go to a different place because what's on the inside of you is bigger than you've ever imagined. I want to tell you this. I wasn't going to tell you, but I want to tell you. Things have been happening to me which are incredible. I, 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 told, I told Adam the other day because I thought, well, they're not going to believe it, but hey, I don't care. I don't care. You can believe it or not. I know what happened. I went to bed the other night, as you do. I went to bed. And I had a vision. I won't tell you the people that was involved. I had a vision and I went somewhere. I mean, I actually went somewhere. So I was in bed, but I went somewhere. Because, you see, we're spirit, aren't we? There's different dimensions. Jesus said, you know, in my house are many mansions, many dwelling places, there's many different levels. There's many different aspects of heaven, heavenly places, not just one heavenly place, heavenly places full of rooms of all sorts of things. And, oh man, exciting, huh? So anyway, I'm in this place and something happens in the dream and I feel when I see it that inside me, I begin to turn into a transformer. Honestly, it was incredible. And I'm, I'm literally feeling it in bed as I'm going through this stuff. I told you, it's, it's hard to believe, isn't it, this? Hey, but so, so some of you are going to get some of this stuff, huh? Some of you are already getting new stuff, I know. I know. Honestly, it's beautiful. But anyway, what happened is that I turned into this transformer and did whatever I was doing in that situation. And I... I ended up in bed, and, and honestly, I woke up like this, and I thought, I, I honestly thought, I am a transformer. As all this stuff kind of just, yeah, of course. Of course, but if we don't, and, and the thought was, the thought, please understand me, of course, it's exciting to go through those things. But afterwards, it left me with this sense of knowing 
that there is a power within me. There is a life within me that is far greater than I've understood. Even I've understood. Do you understand me? I've, I've understood a few things, but it's like, okay, Paul, there's different dimensions. There's places you can go. There's things that can happen, and I want to take you there. And you can have it if you want it. It's all in him. It's beautiful. But in order for more, it's a little bit like Mary. She had to let go, in one sense, of what she knew in order to see more of what she didn't know. And of course, the difficulty for us again is our minds. Our minds get in the way. I'm so, so pleased that I'm not. And when I say this, please understand me. I'm not, I'm not being humble for your sake. And I'm not putting myself down, but I'm so pleased that I know very little. I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased that this, this, this incredible knowledge that I could have doesn't get in the way of me reaching out of myself to the Father. I'm so pleased. I thank him continually. But for you, it's the same. You can reach out of your heart and you can receive things that you've never, ever received or heard before. Whole new dimensions of life. Beautiful. Letting go of what you've known to know more. And of course, the thing, the thing is that when I say that, you've already been established inside you're not letting go of anything that you've been established in already. It's there. It's who you are. Do you understand me? It's the foundation of your life. You can't let go of anything that is you. It's an impossibility. I can't let go of the things that he's spoken to me down the years because he is the person that I am. So I'm not saying, let go. I've got to let go of this and that. No, no, no. This is the person that I am. What I'm saying is I let go of this reasoning all the time, this logical thing that tries to tell me that my life is here. This is it. And it's all here. Nah, 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 nah. So much bigger. So much more beautiful. Oh. When he died, she died. You have died. You have died. And your life is hidden in Christ. Is hidden in Christ, and Christ is in God. You understand me? You are in Christ, and everything that is in Christ belongs to you. Every realm he's ever been, every place he's ever walked, so everything that he's ever said, everything that he's ever done, all of it is in him, and you are in him, and he is in God. Huh? And God fills all things in all ways. Isn't that beautiful? Oh no, but come on, you've got to reach out in your spirit to get this. Stop thinking. Stop thinking about it. You've got to reach out in your spirit from your heart. That's where it's all at right now. It's not anywhere else. Colossians 1, verse 27. What is this new day? What's this new era? What is it? This is what it is. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, the mystery that is now no longer a mystery, is that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Do you understand me? Christ in you is the hope of glory. You're going, one day he's going to come, there's going to be a trumpet sound, he's going to come and make it all right. And he's going, no, one day I already did come and it was back there and I did make it all right inside you. You are the hope of glory. You're deliverers, you're ambassadors, you're the sons of God. You're the ones that have my life inside. That is why I died, to give you life and life more abundantly. Have you got that yet? Have you got that more abundant life yet? Do you feel like you're living it? Huh? Because you've got to feel this. 
You're going to express it. You're going to know it. It's not just going to be a few verses in a Bible that you've got or a few promises on your fridge. No, no, this is inside you, buzzing, fizzing, moving, having life. What about this? Within us, God is delighted to exhibit the priceless treasure of this glorious unveiling of Christ's indwelling in order that every person on the planet, whoever they are, may come to the greatest discovery of all. He lives in us. Huh? It's beautiful. This new day is fullness and glory in you. That is what this new era is. That is what this new day is. You understand me? It's not like in days gone by. 25 years ago, I wrote a book called uh, Restored and Refreshed, Ready for Revival. 25 years ago, some of those truths are still the truths that live in me for this day. But this day is not about revival anymore. It's not about revival. It's about Christ in you. It's not about Holy Spirit just coming and we all going, woo. No, no. It's about every little bit of your DNA living, popping with Jesus. That's what it's about. That's what this new day is. It's beautiful. The birthing of the hope of glory within us. Sons of God being revealed everywhere. This is your life story I'm talking about. This is you right now. Huh? It's your life story. You don't look very happy. But anyway, it's your life story. It's wonderful, isn't it? Do you remember? Do you remember when Lazarus was raised from the dead? Jesus went, did I not tell you that you would see the glory of God? Well, where was the glory of God? Lazarus. Do you think that Lazarus was ever the same again? Do you think that he walked like the Lazarus in the last days? In those days that he'd had just before he died? Was he, was he the same Lazarus? No. He was raised from the dead, full of the power of Jesus. Huh? The glory is in you. Did I not say, I can hear him say it right now, did I not say to you that you would see the glory of God? I see the glory. I see the glory, Jesus. I see the glory. Everywhere in this room, I see it. I see it, Lord. It's there. In some, it's like a little fire that's just, just, uh, just small embers. In others, it's like a fire. Oh, did I tell you this? I had a visitation. Three angels came. Well, this is beautiful because it includes you as well. Three angels came in my bedroom. This is beautiful. Three. I normally get two. People have always seen two angels. That's right, isn't it, Anka? Anka saw two angels behind me. You know that night that I said it. Was it two? Two. So I've, I've been used to two, but I saw three. And he said, son, they're watching over you and all the family. It was beautiful. When he said, all the family... I went, that meant everyone, all the family, everyone. I began to cry as I put my head on the pillow. I then saw these three angels looking over a fire. And I said, I said to the Lord, Lord, what are they doing? He said, son, you are the fire. That's how they see you. And I immediately went, Lord, I want, can I have a verse for that? Can I have a verse? And he was very gracious, gave me one straight away. Hebrews 1 and verse 6. It says he, ma he makes his, his angels like winds and his ministers like flames of fire. Huh? Beautiful. And I'm, I'm, I'm just there. I'm just, I'm just in the crib. Just in my crib. And I was weeping. I could barely sleep. But I knew they were watching. And not just watching me, but watching you. Beautiful. And I needed to know that night that they were watching us all. I needed that. He knew, he knew, obviously, didn't he? But beautiful. But listen, you remember I talked about Jacob's ladder, Genesis 28. And Jacob's ladder, you know, when I, when I saw that picture of Jacob's ladder, and then I started looking for Jacob's ladder. Well, Jacob, of course, saw an external ladder going from earth to heaven. And on this ladder, he saw angels going up and down. 
He saw the life of God going up and down. Supernatural things were being delivered on this ladder. So heaven was coming to earth via this ladder. And as soon as I saw it, he said, son, that's your DNA. That's your DNA. The ladder that I live in is your DNA. And that's, of course, what I was speaking about some time ago. The DNA in your body is the ladder. You see, because you were made in the image of the Father. Do you understand me? Everything about you is made in the image of the Father. He has laid down. This is why it's not difficult. Was it, was it, was it Nigel or Adam or I can't remember who it was, but they said, you know, I went back to the beginning and I was floating around in the universe and I had this sense of just knowledge, knowing. Who was that? It was, was it you? Yeah. And I think you had it, yeah. You see, both of you have been, they've both been floating around in the universe. Oh, dodgy, dodgy. Oh, and it beautiful, though. But you see, why, why, why is that such a big thing? DNA is so incredibly exciting, isn't it? I mean, if you think about it, of course, he saw us and he knew us and he loved us before we ever got here. We were in him before we ever got here. And everything, just like a, a mum or a dad that looks at a baby and goes, before she even looks at a baby, she's going, oh, this is precious. This is precious. I'm going to sing to this life on the inside of me. Well, don't you think you were in the father's womb? Don't you think he sang all over you? Don't you think that he kissed you? Don't you understand that when he saw you in his womb, he already saw who you are, your unique you. Every single one of you, your unique you. And in that moment, your DNA was created and it was full of him. Full of him. Huh? So what is it that happens then? Because everyone lives and breathes and has their movement in God. Every single person on the face of the earth. Everyone. What is it though that happens when we see Jesus, when Jesus comes to us? What is it that happens? That DNA bursts alive. You understand me? Everything in the DNA comes alive. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Huh? You don't look very excited about it. I'm sorry, I'm really excited. It's wonderful. No, I'm not sorry. Why would I be sorry? I'm excited. I think it's wonderful. The fact, you understand me though? I actually feel it. I feel like my legs are tingling. Do you understand me? Because my DNA is full of God. And your DNA is full of God as well. And this is what I realized. I'm coming up in, from, in the car from London the other day and I began to pray. I began to pray. And I'm praying a new, a new prayer. You see, all the trauma that I've been through, all the things that I've gone through, all, all these things. It's like over the years, he has healed me. It's been a slow process. He's healed me and my spirit has healed me in my feelings and in my thoughts. He's healed me. But still, I have these reminders of it in my flesh. I mean, if you actually see, I have, I have a scar here that reminds me of what I went through. When I, when, I, when I actually died in the operating theater. Huh? Eight hours, gone. I don't know where I'd gone. It was just dark. And I woke up the next day, and I was praising Jesus. I was in a bed that was like a little prison, because evidently I'd been flailing about all night. But the first thing on my lips was, praise God, I'm alive, I'm living. Honestly, it was like, whoa, it's beautiful. But I have the scar to remind me. And of course, there's something about our flesh that holds on to the things that we've been through. And I, I've found this fascinating, because it's like, it gives me it in revelation. I get it in some kind of revelation. And then someone comes along and goes, did you see this book? Did you hear this? Did you hear this professor say this? And I go, man, the father's been talking to me about that. I believe that we have the possibility to recover, that there is the recovery of our DNA in every place, spirit, soul, and body. That when we come alive in Jesus, 
that that life begins to move in our DNA, in the very person that we are. Do you understand me? The very being, the essence of who we are begins to move in that and begins to restore it. That is what happens through these processes that we go through. We get restored. But I believe that we are at a moment now where we can actually speak and maybe we all need to do it. We're going to take a little moment to do it. But we can actually begin to recover and restore even the things in our bodily flesh that hold the trauma. Do you understand me? Because something happens in us. This is, this is a fact as well. It is evidenced, I'm sure, that if you read it in a book, it'll be far more uh, clinically sound and beautiful than I'm telling you now. But it is a fact that somehow your DNA holds onto the things that you've been through. And certainly, you know, so, so sometimes, I've noticed this, sometimes when I'm stressed, I get this pain. I get this pain where I've got an appendix scar. What is that? Sometimes when I get anxious, I get this pain here. And I'm thinking, why in all the world am I getting pain here? Maybe... It's because right there, there is a remembrance of something similar years ago. Huh? I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? You're made in his image. You're carrying his image. You have his memories. Just think about this. Let's just go, go backwards a little bit, okay? If his DNA is in your DNA, then it's very possible that you can go back and experience his own memories of things. Yeah. That you can see things that he has seen. You can know things that he has known because actually you are carrying something of him on the inside of you that actually remembers these things. Huh? If it remembers the pain and it remembers the suffering, why can it not remember the glory and the beauty and the goodness? Huh? Isn't it beautiful? Oh, come on, you. Oh, come on, just pull down. Thank you, Lord. We're just pulling down in our spirit. Father, we thank you. We want it. We want it, Lord. We know. We're born for more, Jesus. We know, Lord, that there's more for us. We thank you, Lord. So you have access to his thoughts. You have access to his seeing, to his memories. You can interface with him. Now, this is a beautiful thing. I told you, didn't I, many months ago. Sometimes I have this interface. I see like five or six screens all at once. Like, and it'll, it'll bring to me different, different things. So I, I, I'll feel a feeling and then I'll see a verse and then I'll think of a quote or I'll, something will happen. And it all happens at once. Now those things, when I, when I look back 25 years, I go, I used to get those things, but they were slow. It's like I've had an upgrade. No, no, listen to me. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Do you understand me? The technology of your phone is only able because there's technology inside you that already has created that phone. Because otherwise it wouldn't be there, would it? There's nothing that's created that is not in him and being put in you. And when it's put in you, what happens? Yes, we get technologies. We get new, new things going on because it's inside us. The technology is in us. Isn't it beautiful? So if that's true about your phone, why can it not be true about the way that your mind begins to operate and your spirit operates with it and your thoughts and your emotions operate as well? Why not? Isn't it beautiful? I mean, I want that. Come on, bring that on. Huh? Don't, you just, don't you just long for that? You see, that's how Jesus was, wasn't it? He walked past the tree and went, Zacchaeus, come down. How? I'm coming to your house. He knew where the house was. You understand me? He was interfacing all the time with all these things. He was here, but he had this interface going on all the time. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Oh, boy. So your DNA is the ladder that contains God. And once you're plugged into him, you start buzzing. What was it Adam said the other day? He said he was popping. Because we had a time together, didn't we? And we, we were just talking. We were just talking, you know. But he were popping, he were like, he couldn't keep still. He's like, I'm going, are you all right? So I go, oh, hey, the bath. Huh? Wasn't it true? <laughs> oh, no, you were much cooler than that. 
<laughs> but it's just, it's just fantastic, isn't it? Position yourself by seeing, acknowledging, and giving permission for your DNA to recover, to rebuild, and to repair. You have to do that. Do you understand me? It's not just hearing it. It's not, that's not enough. Your spirit's got it. Okay, so now I've said it, it's began to brew in there. It's like a nice cup of Yorkshire tea. It's began to brew inside you. It's began. And your mind's going, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. You can, you can feel it, can't you? You know that this little battle's going on. Mm, not sure about that, not sure about that. But, but inside you, it's already there. Spirit of God knows what's true. So, so, so in one sense, what I say is not really the issue. It's what Holy Ghost is saying to you. And believe me, because it's now, it's now affirmed, because it's already planted in you, I just affirmed it, you understand me? I just spoke it, and now, because it's already in you, it'll start popping whether you like it or not, because it's bigger than you. He's bigger than you. You can't stop this thing. I mean, this is what's exciting, isn't it? Oh, boy. So position yourself by seeing, acknowledging, and giving permission for your DNA to recover, rebuild, and repair. So come on right now with me. Just pray, okay? Father, we just want to thank you so much, Lord. It's so exciting. Your life in us, Jesus. So exciting, Father. We want to thank you so much for your life, Lord. For the Holy Spirit. And for this DNA, Lord, that you put down in us while we were in your womb, before we ever came to this place, Lord, you sang over us. You kissed us. You saw. You saw us, Father. And you joyed over us. And you spoke words of life into us, Lord. And we are made in your very same image. And Father, our DNA inside us, Lord, we give permission, Lord, to our DNA to begin to rebuild to begin to recover, to be reinstated. Lord, where there's been breaks in our DNA, Father, where those little ladders have broken for, through trauma or through grief or through sorrow or through things that we've seen, Lord. Father, we say into that DNA, Lord, that we would want recovery, Lord. We want recovery. Holy Spirit, we're asking for that recovery and that repair by your Spirit inside us. On every level, Lord, we give permission into our spirit, into our soul, into our mind, Lord, into our thoughts and feelings, Lord, into our body. Father, we say recovery, repair, and rebuilding, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. Oh, we bless you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you do it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, Ooh. Thank you, Lord. It's oh. popping going on there. Ooh. Thank you, Father. That's beautiful. Ooh. So the hope of glory is within. The hope of glory is within. So when we read that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the seas, when we read that in Habakkuk 2 and verse 14, when we read it, we begin to understand that as our knowledge increases, along with the wisdom of God, of who we are, whom we are, whose we belong to, as we, as we have that knowledge and we begin to agree with that knowledge, that knowledge is inside us because the hope of glory Glory lives on the inside of you. That knowledge then empowers or comes into that glory and fills it. It fills it. Isn't it beautiful? It fills it. So it releases a new dimension of power into our lives and into the earth. And then we become aware of who we really are, a new creation. A new creation, say it, to, say it to someone, I am a new creation. I am a new creation, no more in condemnation. Here in the grace of God I stand. 
you remember that song? You are a new creation. And you were filled with the glory of God. And the knowledge of that releases more power. I just put this. You know the press and the vortex that I talked about? It's causing a press which brings forth more and more pure essence of God from inside us. You understand me? All the press you feel, all the, all the vortex that we felt, it's pressing forth the very essence of God inside us. It's helping us to discover who we really are. That's what's happening. Who he really is. That's what's happening. That, that press that was two years into 10 years or 10 months into 10 years or whatever it was, that's what's happening. Okay, just hang with me two more minutes, all right? I know the kids are in, but just hang with me two more minutes. So it begins to extract and press forth from within us the real essence of who he is. As that sets us a light inside, it awakens deep parts and aspects of our being that we did not even realize. Thank you for being with us, Samantha. We love you. You go back with all our love. Huh? That's it. Everyone say goodbye to her. She's going. And then, you're not, and then you can just focus again. All right. Thank you, Lord. So there's a great awakening that's beginning to happen on the inside of us. Awakening in our, in our bodies of what we're truly born to be like. Awakenings in our spirit of dimensions beyond the natural. Portals, door openings, things that are going on that are beyond, honestly. Oh, I could tell you, you know me, I've had visions and dreams all my life, but I'm telling you, these are completely beyond. These are beautiful. In fact, I've been places and come back and I'm tired. I haven't learned how to, how to kind of rest properly. Honestly, it's incredible. But I'm learning. I'm learning. It's all new, isn't it? It's beautiful. Awakenings to our being and feeling and new expressions of who we truly are. Awakenings to every aspect and issue of life. Awakenings to what can be and how it can be. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. So if you were taking notes, a recap. Rename our sorrow in the light of eternity. We've done it this morning. See it as the Father sees it. You are released to the Father and called forth by the Father. Know that the Father calls you forth into something new. Let go of what you have known to know more. This day is the fullness and glory of God upon the earth. That's what a new era is about. It's the fullness and glory of God upon the earth. You are not going anywhere. You are going to get full of glory and full of his life. And we're going to see it on the earth. We are kings and priests upon the earth. Upon the earth. Know that Jesus puts your DNA into a state of recovery. That's great, isn't it? He puts it into a state of recovery. Position yourself by seeing, acknowledging, and giving permission for your DNA to recover, rebuild, and repair. And un un understanding that knowing him and the knowledge of knowing him releases new dimensions of power within you, new aspects. And then thank him for this press and this vortex. Thank him for it. In fact, let's just do it right now. Father, whether it's a vortex and a press that is going on across the face of the globe, across the nations, Lord, or whether it's a press that is going on on the inside of us, or both, both of those things, Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, that in this press, you are drawing out the very essence of God from within us. The very essence, Lord, we're beginning to seep out the very glory and the essence of God 
from within us. We're beginning to leak, Lord, of glory and power and life and love, Lord. And we thank you so much, Lord. And we thank you that, that your life in us is healing our DNA, Lord. We give permission for our DNA to be healed and recovered, Lord, repaired and rebuilt. And we thank you, Lord, that as we take time with you, Lord, with you, sat with you, as we take time with you, Lord, that these things, all of this becomes ours to enjoy. It's already there, but it becomes experientially ours to enjoy. Father, we thank you, we bless you, and we love you. And we give you glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.